Welcome, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the CPR Health Podcast, where we talk about how the way you live can save your life. I'm Dr. Sagar Doshi, boarded and practicing emergency physician and lifestyle medicine physician. And I'm Zachary Moses, practicing lifestyle medicine physician and boarded emergency medicine physician. So what is lifestyle medicine? Let's talk about that later. Instead, what I want us to talk about now is what is the power of lifestyle medicine? Because who cares about what something is unless we know what it can do? And here's the promise of this kind of new style of practicing medicine. The promise is that there are people that are sick in this world, millions of people that are sick, millions getting sicker every day, and they don't have to. They didn't have to. And they hold the power in their hands to undo it. High blood pressure, diabetes, many kinds of cancer, heart disease could go on. But there are ways that people are living that is directly linked to them having these illnesses, causing them. And because they brought it into their lives by the way they're living, by changing the way they're living, they can get it out of their lives. It is possible. It's not fiction. It is research-based with nearly a century worth of research going into it. Great data, reputable publications, really amazing scholars and researchers that have looked into it. And that's what Zach and I want to talk to you guys about in this podcast is what it is and how we can do it. So let's talk about some success stories first. Yeah, I'll talk about one of mine. One of my favorite ones is, uh, you know, in the ER, it's fast paced. Obviously, we don't have a ton of time to talk about lifestyle changes. A lot of times if somebody's coming in with chest pain or abdominal pain or difficulty breathing, we're trying to get them either stabilized or make sure that they're not going to die or have a significant disability from something. But every once in a while, you get a little bit of time to talk to somebody about what got them to where they are. I think he was probably in his 50s patient come in and he was telling me about his blood pressure problems that he couldn't get under control. He'd been on multiple medications. Um, he's a little bit overweight and his diet was kind of this typical American diet we see um, that pretty much everybody eats here. And so I spent some time talking with him um, just about typical lifestyle medicine changes that we would talk to any of our patients that we saw in clinic about that we don't always get time to talk about in the ER. And I had this talk with a few patients probably a month when I get a good chance to talk about it. And I never really get to get follow-up. That's the one unfortunate part about the ER. I never get to find out if people are doing better. But uh, this particular patient, his wife worked in the emergency department. And one day when I was on shift, a couple months later, somebody came up to me and said, hey, are you are you that vegan doctor? I said, I guess, I guess I'm the vegan doctor. I don't um, There's a lot more into it than what that is. But sure, yeah, I guess I'm the vegan doctor. And she said, yeah, you saw my husband a couple months ago. Uh, you talked to him about some dietary changes he can make and some lifestyle changes. And uh, he's almost off of his blood pressure medicines. Uh, and his blood pressure's under control. He's lost weight. He's doing great. And uh, I just really wanted to thank you because nobody's ever talked to us about that before. And it was just really nice from an ER perspective to be able to say, hey, I was able to give some information to somebody and they were able to take control and uh, change their lives for the, sounds like a pretty solid positive and in, in that quick amount of time to be able to make that change, I mean, all the 
credit to him. That's really, really impressive to take that and run with it. But yeah, it was a, a pretty cool moment for me. That does sound really gratifying and great. And how lucky that his wife happened to be nearby and you could talk to him about it. I yeah. Know. Yeah, that worked out really well. <laughs> I've seen patients and been able to help them get off blood pressure medications, sleep aids. There was one gentleman who was able to decrease his PSA or his prostate-specific antigen, which is essentially unheard of in most um, cases. There's also more cases that are in the news. There's Ad Eric Adams. He just released a book about this. He is, uh, I think it's Brooklyn Borough President. He was a cop. He ate terribly. He became diabetic. He was losing his vision. He figured out who to listen to, how to do things. He adopted a plant-based diet, lots of lifestyle changes. And now he's incredibly healthy and he sees very well and his diabetes is gone. There are case series from the Dr. Ornish group of people with congestive heart failure, really low ejection fractions, meaning people that were having hearts that could barely squeeze out enough blood to keep them alive and being able through aggressive lifestyle changes get back a great deal of that function of their heart and start living pretty normal lives. There's multitudes of people with diabetes that have been able to change how they live and get off their insulin, get off their meds, not be called diabetic anymore. And people with strong family histories of illness like diabetes, myself included, that are able to completely avoid the disease. And it's that amazing benefit, effect of the combination of these things that got Zach and I interested in this. If you look at people, 80% of the chronic illness in this country can be avoided, potentially undone. And I think that's such a huge thing because I don't think people realize, or maybe they do, and they just don't contextualize it or personalize it, that blood pressure or diabetes, even if it's controlled on multiple medications, still leads to really bad things, heart attacks or heart failure. And all of a sudden now you're on oxygen or you can't breathe without taking a rest. And every time you try to walk up a flight of stairs or you've had limb amputations because you have bad and uncontrolled diabetes, all these things are the end stage of these chronic illnesses that I don't think we think about until we're at that point where you're like, well, I was taking my medicines and I was eating healthy. I thought I did what this other random website told me to do to eat healthy. And yet we're still having really bad outcomes. So it's that chronic disease where we can stop and prevent that, that all of a sudden we're healthy for a lot longer. And we didn't even realize how much heartache we just saved ourselves. And life is so much more fun when we're healthy. Yeah. Zach, tell me how you got interested into actually starting up a clinic that does lifestyle medicine and wanting to help people make these changes. That would be my loving wife. So my wife, Nina, is also a physician. She works as uh, doing internal medicine as an outpatient. And um, she was the one who got me involved in this particular diet and lifestyle in the first place. She would see patients in the clinic and same thing. I mean, they're, they're moving pretty quick and they don't have a ton of time to talk about this stuff. As much as you'd think that a primary care physician should have time to talk about this stuff, oftentimes they don't. And she really wanted to do it. And then I would see patients in the emergency department and you know, they, people would come back for their fifth heart failure exacerbation in six months or their second heart attack in two years and not really make any changes to get better. They were just 
taking the medicines that they were told to take and wondering why they weren't getting better. And it gets frustrating. It defeats you after a while. Um, to not really have much success um, from a long-term standpoint, yeah, we're really good at treating heart failure or heart disease or you know COPD or whatever the acute problem is. We do a very, very good job of fixing that stuff. But what we don't do a very good job of is teaching how to prevent these things from happening or reversing them. Yeah, the current disaster in that person's life, we're pretty good at handling that. Yeah, you're having a heart attack. We can usually identify pretty quickly. We can usually get you to the cath lab pretty quickly um, and get a stent in your heart and but we don't talk about how to make sure it doesn't happen again. Um, and I think that degree of frustration where, you know, we want to heal people. And I know I work in emergency medicine and it's kind of an instant gratification field, but our ultimate goal is to get people healthy and happy and feeling better. And sometimes you just don't get that degree of success in that and uh, what we're doing. So Nina and I talked about it for some time and um, we decided that we wanted to start seeing people and affecting long-term change in their lives. There was one patient in the emergency department that I clearly remember. He's a really nice guy, came in, lights and sirens in an ambulance. The ambulance crew had faxed over an EKG beforehand, so I knew what was coming in, and that was a straight-up heart attack that needed to be rushed off to the catheterization lab. So we activated all the alerts and so forth, and when he was there in the department waiting for the cardiologist to come whisk him away, he was talking to me about how he knew that the chest pain he was feeling at that moment was definitely a heart attack because it was his 13th. 1-3, it was his 13th. And he had been taking all of his medicines. He was trying to be the best patient. He even brought in a binder full of all of his medical information. It was organized. You could easily flip through it and see what had been done and what he was on. And yet no one seems to have been able to talk to him about his ability to take control in his own hands and prevent the next one, because he's had 13 of them, and nobody has either found the time or knew that that was a conversation that was to be had. And then, before I knew any of this information, before I'd gone through the literature um, and all the data, my dad actually suffered with heart disease, diabetes, end up dying with a complication from diabetes. And these two things kind of came around at the same time and it just made me crack a little bit and there just realized there had to be something else so i started searching and learning and finally becoming aware of all the potential there is for what a patient what a person can experience in their life what they can overcome in their life when they take control of their life and that's why we started our Columbus Prevent and Reverse Clinic. So in this podcast, we want to be able to share our knowledge, our experience, the things we learn with you to hope and uh, hopefully affect that kind of positive change in you. Yeah, the power of knowledge of knowing that this is what you can do to get healthy, to stay healthy, to be happy, is something that was instrumental in me being able to make changes. And I was fortunate enough to get some of this information, and, and so were you, um, before we had major medical issues. But just because you have medical issues does not mean that it's too late. So Not at all. This is for all of those people want to get healthy, want to stay healthy, have disease, and want to turn things around. Then we're going to try to give you some information to get you to those goals, to be able to be 
walking around without shortness of breath or not have to worry about taking so many pills or to get some weight off, um, help out with your osteoarthritis, whatever it is, whatever way we can try to get you some information to help. That's what we're here for. So let's talk about now that we've described the importance and the effect that this thing called lifestyle medicine can have. Let's kind of break it down into its different parts. Um, there are pillars. Zach, you want to name them off? Yeah. So first thing, we talk about nutrition. Where does your protein come from? Where do your calories come from? Where does your What kind of sugars are okay? Um, and we talk about what we call a whole food plant-based diet, and we'll go into exactly what that is. Physical activity, number two, when depends on your age and your functional status and what you can do from a, from a cardiovascular standpoint, but everybody needs to be physically active to some degree. Next, stress management and mindfulness. Um, not the mindfulness that a lot of people think about with the clearing your mind stuff, but living in the moment and being able to moderate the amount of daily stress, chronic stress you're dealing has true health benefits. Connection with others. So having a community, human beings are social creatures. Being around people who are also trying to get healthy is helpful. Um, having people in your life that care about you, that care about your health, um, supporting you in this journey is very helpful. Your sleep is a big one. So if you are getting three or four hours of sleep a night, you are going to have increased chances of having disease that's difficult to get under control. Again, this is statistically proven. So making sure you're getting eight hours of sleep a night is very important in talking about sleep hygiene and how to get on a routine is something else that we talk about. And the last one is cessation of bad habits. We all have bad habits. The main ones that everybody can think about, smoking, alcohol, um, but there are a lot of bad habits that we try to cut out of people's lives, whether that's dietary um, or some other substance intake. I think that sums it up. This one's going to be short. This is our introduction. We're going to get into all this stuff in far more detail in our next episodes. I hope you'll join us. Yeah, we'll have some interesting things for you guys. Not just this stuff, but uh, some helpful tips and tricks for some things that can be challenging and trying to get your lifestyle turned around. So stick with us here. So until next time, this is Sagar and Zach reminding you that the way you live can save your life.